Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to episode 67 of Too Busy to Podcast. I hope you have had an amazing week. The last two episodes of the podcast were pretty special. We had two amazing guests. Episode 65 was with Cassandra Collins talking all about repurposing. And we kind of went into a little bit of mindset as well, which was not planned. But that was a really, really good conversation. And the last episode, episode 66, was with Nicole Christina, which is fast becoming one of the most popular episodes for this season. And we talked all about podcast interviews, guest selection, all that kind of fun stuff. So if you have not listened to those two episodes as yet, it is a must. So head on back and hit play right after you've listened to today's episode. Speaking of today's episode, today I want to talk to you about getting feedback from your audience. We're going to talk about the type of questions that you can ask, the benefits of asking these questions and kind of what you can do with the responses, the feedback that you receive. Getting feedback from your audience is a really, really good thing. And I touched on this, I think, earlier in the season, but getting data from your audience is probably one of the easiest ways, in my opinion, to grow your show. After all, you are podcasting for your audience. And so their feedback is invaluable. If you can go straight to the horse's mouth and get the information you need, and then you implement that information, you are giving your listeners exactly what they want. And so they will continue to be loyal fans and tell other people about your show. All that being said, however, I know that asking for feedback is scary. It is. I remember when I first started my business and my coach told me about, you know, getting feedback from my clients at the same time as requesting a testimonial. So I would just, you know, send a really brief questionnaire asking them to provide some quick answers to questions which formulated their testimonial. But I was absolutely terrified (laughs) to get their feedback. And so when she said this, I freaked out. But over time and coaching, I realized that I was looking at it in the wrong way. And I think a lot of people are guilty of doing this as well. It's just part of the journey. But rather than be terrified about what bad things my clients might say, It was more about taking their feedback and using it to improve my offer, to improve my process, to improve my approach, whatever their feedback related to, they were giving me the sort of inside scoop to 
make those changes if applicable. I think another thing I also learned is not everything you need to take on board, not every piece of feedback you need to take on board. But if you're reading it, if you're looking at it, you're thinking, oh, he or she's got a point, then by all means, take that feedback and run with it. And so the same relates to your podcast. When you've been podcasting a while, I'll say maybe 30 to 40 episodes, you know, you want to kind of really get your feet in, build your audience a little bit. That's a really great time to get that feedback, to shape future content and make sure that you're giving your audience what they need. So of course, in episode, I think 62 or 63, we talked about data, using the data from a couple different sources to shape how your content looks in the future. But I will repeat this again, getting the information directly from your audience is gold. So as scary as it might be to ask these hard questions, I highly recommend that you do. One thing a very wise person said once, and I can't remember who it was, but it was something along the lines of looking at the feedback with sort of like an overall lens and not kind of seeing it as anything negative, but as something that could help you, something that could improve things. And so rather than going into it thinking, oh my God, they're going to say something really tough or they're going to hate the show and all these kind of, you know, thoughts that pop up into our head when we're about to do something different or something uncomfortable, it's seeing it as it's going to help you in the show. And if someone is horrible, then that's on them. That's not a reflection on you. Just let it, you know, water off a duck's back, as they say. That is not anything to do with you, but everything to do with them. And so there are a few ways that you can get the feedback that you need. It's really, really important that you make it easy for your audience. Remember, these are busy people, depending on the type of show you've got. They could be moms, they could be, you know, career professionals. I mean, regardless of what we're doing as a job, as work, we are all busy people juggling lots of stuff. And so it's really important that you make it easy and simple for them to give you the answers to your questions. And speaking of questions, I will keep these to a max of five. Again, you don't want to take up a lot of their time. I think between three and five is enough. And so you want it to be really, really strategic about which questions that you ask. And there's a couple that immediately come to mind. You can, of course, steal these or use them to come up with your own. Totally up to you. But there's about four that I have thought of. So number one, where did you first hear about the show? Because that's something that you can't get the data on anywhere else, right? You can't get that from your host. You can't get that from Apple Podcasts. And when people give you feedback or they leave a review, they don't necessarily share this information. And so this is a really, really good question to ask. And that would be a really, really quick answer to provide. Could be social media. It could be a friend. That's like literally the quickest answer. Number two, what do they like about the show? Number three, what would they like to see more of? Number four, what topics would they like to hear more of or what new topics? You can rephrase that as you like. 
And then a, probably a fifth one actually would be around, I don't want to say dislike, but something around improvements. What improvements would they like to see or what would they like to see that's a little bit different? So something that relates to changing up the show that they don't think works well. Oh, that could be a really good way of saying it, actually. What do you think doesn't work well for the show? That's a really, I know, yep, I know you're probably thinking, oh my God, that is a really hard question to answer. But you know, you might get some really good answers to that question. And if it makes you feel a bit more comfortable, because on the flip side of it as well, what I've realized is that people can sometimes feel uncomfortable giving the feedback because they might be thinking, again, the brain just kind of goes off on a tangent, but they might be thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want her to think that I'm being rude. Or, you know, they might be thinking their own sort of negative thoughts. And so they might feel uncomfortable giving the feedback. So something that you could definitely do is, I think we'll come onto this later on in the episode, but depending on the tools that you use, you might be able to just make these questions um, optional. Maybe that's a question that you want to make optional, but then the others are required. But we'll come on to like sort of format, et cetera, in a minute. So number one, how are you going to get this feedback? I have four different ways that I want to share with you. So number one is a direct invitation at the end of your episode. As the saying goes, if you do not answer, you do not get. And so don't be afraid to answer the question at the end of your episodes. You might not want to do it for too long, maybe, you know, over a course of a month, whatever it might be, but answer the question. And it could simply be something along the lines of, I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. If you're willing to share your thoughts with me, send me a DM over on Instagram or send an email to insert your email address here and I'll share further details with you. Something like that. It just needs to be really clear and really specific that you are asking them for this information, for this feedback, for their thoughts, et cetera, et cetera. Number two, you can use an online tool called SpeakPipe. And of course, I'll make sure the links are in the show notes for you. If you're not familiar with SpeakPipe, it's a tool that allows you to interact with your audience via voice messaging, which I think is pretty cool. So your listeners are able to leave a message directly on your website via a link that you share with them. I don't use them personally, although it's in my plans to do so in 2023, They offer free and paid plans. I think the paid plan starts at $15 or so monthly. And then, of course, they've got an annual plan as well. But the free plan depends on, it might not be appropriate for this sort of feedback because it's only 90 seconds. Um, Other ways that you can use SpeakPipe is, for example, if you are doing an episode based on your listener questions, you might use SpeakPipe to get people to share those questions with you. And so I think the free plan would work perfectly for that because they can share that question in 90 seconds or less. However, with this sort of in-depth, I think you would need at least like five, five minutes or so. And so that's where the paid plan comes in. But of course, you can sign up for a month 
and then cancel your plan if that's something that you are interested in doing. And this option really allows you to be create a bit more creative than the others because you you have their voice. And so if you wanted to, you could incorporate, with their permission, of course, you could incorporate these voice messages into a future episode, whatever that might look like. So that's something to think about. And again, I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes so that you can check them out. Number three, ask your audience on social media or your email list. So social media, I'm specifically referring to Instagram just because that's where I hang out most. But depending on where you hang out, think about the features for that platform. So for Instagram specifically, what I would recommend you doing are two things. You either know in your Instagram stories, you can use the question sticker and just answer them that question. So you can do a blurb on one slide saying, I've got a question for you, or, you know, I would love to hear from you and then use the question sticker. And then when they answer the question that you've asked, that response goes directly to your DMs and then you can copy and paste it into a Google Doc. Or even the poll feature, this will be different, but this is quicker and definitely simpler. So this will require you to kind of think of some answers yourself. This might not apply for everything, but if you wanted some really quick answers where people can just tap in like not point not one seconds, <laughs> polls are really good for you. You just give them two to three options. And then of course the responses will come through to you via your notifications. And then number four, we have survey tools like Google Forms or JotForm, whichever one you use in your business. And in my opinion, because, you know, I am the queen of organization, this is probably the most organized way of getting feedback as everything will be in one place. I've used Google Forms in the past and, you know, you put all your questions in the Google form. And then when you need to refer back to it, you don't need to go to multiple places. You'll just go to the form for that individual person. My biggest piece of advice though, if you do use a kind of a formal form is to again, keep your questions to five max. And it might be depending on the questions that you're asking, if it's valid, you might want to include one or two multiple choice. You really don't want to, again, these people are busy, your listeners are busy, you want to be mindful of their time. And so just keep that in mind because a long form might put people off and then you're not going to get the information that you need because no one will be engaging and then it'll just all be really crap. (laughs) So be succinct, think really carefully about the specific questions that you the burning questions that you want answers to and stick to three to five with multiple choice options if applicable. You can use, you don't have to pick one of the four, you can use multiple of these options at the same time. And so I would probably suggest that number four goes really well with number one. So, you know, if you were to make a direct invitation at the end of your podcast episode, you could then share the link to your Google form. So don't feel like you have to pick one of these, whichever suits you best. Or if you want to come in, you know, from multiple points, then you are welcome to do so. One quick tip as well with 
a lot of tools that we use, we get this really long, unsightly URL. I highly recommend that you use a tool like a, a URL shortener like Bitly or Pretty Links if you are a WordPress user to make your URL something that is easy for you to say on your episode or when you're speaking to someone and it's easy for them to remember when they're listening to your episode or if they were to see it in the DMs, etc., etc. Simple, easy to remember and share. That is a top tip for you. And so to recap, getting feedback from your audience is absolutely something that you should be doing on a regular basis. So on a regular basis, again, I would probably say every three to six months, if you're doing seasons, that could tie in really well at the end of your seasons. Totally up to you, but maybe not once a year. Twice a year is quite reasonable. Comments and reviews are great. And you can definitely use that data as we've talked about in a previous episode to form what your, or to shape what your podcast will cover in the future. But getting feedback directly from your audience and getting the answers to specific questions, to me, that is, that is priceless. It will have a positive impact on your show. Plus it allows you to build a relationship with your audience because they will see it as, oh, okay, so my opinion matters. I'm not just listening to this podcast every week or every fortnight or however often it is. The host, Rosemary, Rebecca, whoever it might be, really cares about my listening experience and what I think of the show. And that information is going to help shape the show in the future. And in my opinion, when you bring them into your process like that, you are allowing them to, you're building a community. That is sort of one of the first steps to building a community, which is something that is so powerful when we're podcasting. It's not just about speaking in the ears of people every week. It's about building that community. And this is a great way to kick that off because you're saying that their opinion matters to you. So you have four options to choose from. Direct invitation, speak pipe. You can put a call out on social media to your email list. And finally, create a survey using Google Forms or JotForm or a tool that is similar. So what do you think? Is this something you will try in the near future for your own show? Head on over to Instagram at too busy to podcast pod and let me know. I would love to hear from you and would love to hear any sort of key takeaways from this episode. Also, following my own advice, because you know, I can't just tell you to do something and not practice it myself. I would love to invite you to share your thoughts about this show. We have been going now for just over a year. We've got lots of episodes in the can and I'm starting to plan for 2023. Season three is all about growth, all about growing your show, as you know. And so I would love to hear from you. What would you like to hear in 2023 in relation to growth and monetization? What were your favorite episodes? All that kind of stuff. So I have used or created a Google form. You can find the form at www.toobusytopodcast.co.uk slash survey. It's really short form, max five minutes. 
would love to hear from you and thanking you for your time in advance. So that's it for this week's episode. Next week, we are talking all about strategic guest selection. So this is something that Nicole, Christina, and I talked about in the last episode a little bit. I thought it would be good to kind of dig into it a little bit more. So that's what you can look forward to next week. But until then, have a great week and speak soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.